It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I was joking with my guest uh, before we got on the air here about how this episode should be called The uh, Things Lindsay's Worried About This Week. <laughs> That's pretty much how I pick topics for The Mom Show. And uh, what I'm worried about this week is anxiety in my kids. I should say kid because I have one five-year-old and one um, 20-month-old. So the 20-month-old isn't really showing me anxiety um, because he's too little. At least I'm not noticing it. Maybe he is showing me. But with the five-year-old, I'm just worried about how the pandemic and how everything is impacting her. And... uh, I'm trying to, you know, determine if my anxiety is giving her more anxiety and just kind of curbing all of that. So joining me now, author of The Child Whisperer, uh, Carol Tuttle. Carol, thanks for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. So for people who haven't read your book or, or heard of you, The Child Whisperer, I mean, this title is like... You know how to solve these problems for yeah. our children, right? Yeah, you, once you know the model, you actually can use your intuition more clearly based on your reference to your child. And you do really your ability to tune into things that would sometimes, a lot of times, be interpreted as misbehaving. You are able to see now as anxiety or stress and what is behind that, what's provoking that in a child that's. Um, can be corrected to help bring more balance. Cause I, innate, I believe children innately want to be cooperative cause they want their praise and validation from their parents. They need it. It's an emotional need when we're small. We need to be recognized. We need to be validated. We need to be given permission and support from our parents. So we, I really don't think children want to upset a parent. Yeah, and I especially, think especially toddlers. My yeah, goodness, maybe when they're teens, right? <laughs> I don't know, but, well, you know, I think often, no way. Yeah, often we can fall into the trap of as parents of being like, "Your behavior is doing this to me." Like, why are you acting out? Right. Why are you doing this? And what you really teach is switching that to identify the emotion behind the behavior, mm-hmm. and that emotion is driving that behavior. So, mm-hmm. and, and I caught in the book, I teach there's four types of children, which is actually recognizing a quality of their nature that they're born with, that is a innate dynamic of their being that they just become with as humans. And as you recognize that, this quality of expression that is just built in, you're able to complement then with your parenting and, and a child responds very favorably. That's why the book's been so successful because the success rate of parents applying this is pretty much, it sometimes was immediate, if not just within a few hours or overnight. Yeah. You know, it's just very quick. And I've noticed this in, I, I subscribe to this philosophy, you know, before even learning about you and your work, but 
Um, I've noticed that same thing with my own child is when you can identify that emotion when they're acting out, you almost validate it for them. And it just sort of gives them this like, oh, she sees me. She hears me. Mm-hmm. Right. She she gets it and it calms them down much faster than just mm-hmm. trying to be like, stop doing that or or punishing for having an emotion. That's kind of something I don't right. subscribe to as well. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. So as we we're going to get into you assuaging some of my anxieties around the pandemic, but I do think it's important for people to have this sort of background of what you teach with these different types of children. Can you run through that a little bit with us? Right. And I think at a, um, obviously this is a, just a real quick review, but um, I think most parents start to recognize pretty immediately, which quality of expression their child falls into. Your type one child, I call the fun-loving child. They they have an upward light, buoyant quality to their being. They are often called cute. People recognize them for their ability to just put us, you know, their their nature is to be um, happy and to want others to be happy. They have a social connection with the world and they have a lot of... uh, they, they like what they need lightness and they need things to feel playful in order. And so if they're under stress or being put in too much structure and just it's quite, you know, what's contrary to their nature, they're going to act out to that and they'll get, they'll get overstimulated and they'll overdo the movement. They'll, then they'll be told, settle down, sit down. You're moving too much. And their nature is to have a quality of movement that allows them to stay balanced. And so during our current pandemic, these are kids that might not be getting enough social interaction, kind of going out and about, opportunities to look forward to things, um, if they're too confined, if they're feeling heavy in their own home, they are very adaptable, they have a very open energy, and they quite often will run the parents' energy because of that. And Mm. so they may be showing you your stress. That's very um, possible in our current scenario. Then the type two child, the movement shifts. This is a calming, relaxed movement. I call the type two child, the sensitive child. They actually have an emotional connection with the world and they need to have this space to feel, you know, all children need to feel their feelings, but they're going to process everything through a feeling connection to the world. How do I feel about this? Do I feel safe here? Does this feel comfortable? The more they have familiarity with something, the more confidence they have. They take a little bit of time to kind of feel their way through things, to get comfortable. Um, They're not the ones that will go into a group setting with other children where a type one child will probably kind of bounce right in and play. A type two is going to hold back, kind of hug their parents' knee when they're little and wait till they kind of scope it all in and say, okay, now I feel comfortable. I'm familiar now. And they can then integrate themselves. And these kids get very whiny when they're stressed, when they're not being allowed to share their feelings and have connection with mom or dad and downtime and just sitting and uh, cuddling up with them and reading to them. They often feel overlooked, unheard. They have to be taught how to express their feelings. They get very, very whiny. My daughter 
calls it a floppy fish response. Just <laughs> flopping on the ground and, yeah. and like giving up. <laughs> Overwhelmed. We're talking with Carol Tuttle. She isn't the author of The Child Whisperer. And her, in her book, she lays out, out all these different types of children and how they respond to different situations and what they're feeling underneath this behavior. And basically, it helps you know your child and know how they're responding to things. Um, there are four different types of these children. Carol, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we'll dive into the other two types and get into some of the the more pandemic worries that I have as well when we come back on The Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. Having a conversation today with Carol Tuttle. She is an author of The Child Whisperer. And if you guys have not heard of this book, you need to go read it because most likely it's going to solve all your parenting problems. <laughs> Again, it's called <laughs> The Child Whisperer. And Carol, what you teach in this book is basically that there are four types of children when it comes to their um behavior and how they kind of are in the world their emotions mm -hmm. how they feel things how they react to things and while it might feel a little bit limiting to just peg each child into a category this really works right it, yeah it does and you have to understand we're looking at universal character traits um not we're not niching this down to say you know every type two is always going to have want to do this job you know there's different it's understanding a child from a very kind of base level. And we, we do have a quality of developing natural gifts, it, true to our nature, so that we can excel in life when we're in complement to the things we do, how we do them really matches our own movement and how we do innately wanna um, respond to life. And so you have to think of it more broad term that is sort of a uh, instead of thinking that we're narrowing this down, because even within each type, we have all four types in us. It's a quality of movement that all of the nature kingdom is created from. I mean, everything has a movement and expression and your secondary energy can kind of tweak your dominant. And yet a child for the most part in the time which we're living lives very kind of textbook true to their dominant energy type. All my children as I look at my own children compared to my grandchildren, my grandchildren are much more true to their nature than my kids were. I think kids are just being born more intact with who they are, more rooted in their truth, and they really show up that way. And so parents, that's why parents really like this book, because, you know, if you knew how many letters I've had from moms and even dads that say you help me understand my child, you know, yeah. that I was having so many problems with, which takes us to type three, because they're the ones that get the bad rap. Yeah, <laughs> so we've we've discussed types one and two, which type one is like the fun-loving, playful, type two is more calm and sensitive. I have a type one five-year-old, by the way, like when you were describing that, I was like, that is my daughter, like that yeah, is they her. they get very bouncy, very jumpy, they don't want to sit and finish dinner. Yeah, and like what I, like, love about her is also what I struggle with about her yeah, right in that exactly. regard right right, right. I, that's the phenomena is there's the gift and also the challenge that yeah comes with their nature so 
I would invite people to podcast wherever you podcast to go back and listen to types one and two, but uh, continue on to type three. Well, type three is the determined child. They have a push forward dynamic energy. They're determined in their wanting to take on challenges, try new things. They have a physical connection with the world. It's the very hands-on. This is the toddler that too often gets tagged as terrible twos or threes. They often are called defiant. They have a nature that if you try and stop their movement, of course, you want to stop children running into streets and harming themselves. Don't get in the knife drawer. But there's a lot of things parents need to do to set up their home so that a type three isn't constantly being told, stop, don't do that. You can't have that. Not now. Because they'll find a way to work around you and find their own path in life because they're determined. So they also interestingly will respond to the no is sort of a challenge like oh yeah watch me you know these are the three-year-olds that decide to pour their own cereal and you know push the stool up and get what they need and the mom and dad you know they come out just got up from bed but two and a half three-year-olds chomping down their breakfast <laughs> this is, i'm pretty sure you just described my 20 month old i've been trying to figure yeah. out which type the he is child that and is they're louder they're like they're told to quiet down a lot they're told to shush they have they're known for um a unique facial feature we call the type three scowl they have this ability to scowl with their brow their brow that Very is hilarious <laughs> that is so true okay so how do we respond to type threes well, again, like my daughter has all, my oldest daughter has one of each type. She has four boys. She has type four, three, two, and one, all in that order of birth. And her type three was her definitely, and it still is her most sort of hands-on. And she gave a good analogy. As they continue to get older, they just want to be in the driver's seat. He's 11 now, my grandson. And she explained to me um, yesterday, she said, oh, I just have to remember he wants to be in the driver's seat and I keep trying to take the steering wheel from him. My job is to support him in steering the car into places that will be to his highest good and not try and do it for him. You know, I've got to help direct his energy um, rather than take over who he is. And it's a constant reminder. She has to tell herself the younger they are, obviously that's tricky. It's, Type three toddlers, so I always say their energy is bigger than them, and you just kind of have to move through some phases that can be a little tough. But you just, again, don't have a knife drawer, you have to tell a child. Don't have stools. Like my my um, grandson, when he was just uh, about two years old, 18 months old, he'd climb out of his crib, take off his onesie, take off his diaper, and unload the toys from the toy bucket in his room. Well, her solution to was that. She put the onesie on backwards. She pulled all the toys out of the room. She gave, she removed all the temptation. Instead of having to try and correct him constantly, there was nothing, there was nothing for him to be engaged with. Because those are all challenges, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, let me see if I can get my, you know, he's not doing it to go, uh, you know, a 20-month-old is not consciously able to spite their parents. Right, right. And go, I'm going to make their life miserable by not going to sleep every night. And and so she, she recognized this is just his experiencing his world in a physical way. I've just got to remove those his ability to do it when he needs to go to bed. Oh, that's such a good perspective shift because, yeah, then you're not biting him all the time. You're, right. you're, right. it's like parenting smarter, not harder. 
and, and he was too young to reason with. And so you have to, I see parents out in public trying to reason with their type three, two and three year olds. And they're like deer in the head, like, what are you talking about? They can't, once they're four, five, six and up, now their brain's developed enough. You'd start reasoning with them to correct behavior. We don't want to do this because cause and effect, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah when they're really little good luck yeah right okay <laughs> talking with one. we're talking with carol tuttle she is the author of the child whisperer carol in our last 30 seconds tell me about type fours type four is your more serious child they have an intellectual connection with the world parents worry they're not social enough they're not playful enough they often are referred to as know-it-alls they like things to be perfected they have a gift for perfecting and efficiency and if they don't feel things are being done correct, you'll often hear from them. Okay. This is just so helpful in keeping this parenting perspective. Uh, we're going to take a break. More with Carol when we come back on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. <laughs> and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. I'm joined today by Carol Tuttle. She is the author of a book called The Child Whisperer. And if you guys haven't heard of this book, you need to go get it because it will seriously help solve your parenting struggles. It takes... Uh, it, it breaks down children into their energy types and their four different energy types and helps you as a parent kind of get a broad overview of um, how your child responds to things, thus hopefully eliminating some of those power struggles because you know why your child is sort of acting that way, right? Mm-hmm. So joining me now, Carol, thank you for joining me on The Mom Show. Um I have a five-year-old who is fantastic. I've determined through learning about your work that she's a type one, Mm -hmm. um, which just makes her fun, loving and playful. And I love that about her. Uh, But she also tends to get a little bit of anxiety. And I've noticed this show up because she'll, and I think a lot of kids do this, but she'll get scared at night of bad guys coming to steal her stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. And, um, She'll get scared of, um, uh, it's mostly around bad guys. I think I've let her watch a little bit too many <laughs> Disney movies <laughs> with bad guys or something. Yeah, seriously. The uh, villain, yeah, the, villain, the villain comes, comes yeah. and steals everything. So I have, you know, because I have experience with my own anxiety, I've sort of given her a way to sort of manage this. Um, and we call it her monkey brain. So mm-hmm. whenever she's sort of having these thoughts about you know someone breaking into her room and stealing her stealing her you know um, toys instead of being Mm -hmm. like oh that's never going to happen don't think about don't worry about that you know kind of dismissing the anxiety she'll come in and she'll say things now like mom my monkey brain is acting up right and I the thoughts are getting out of control yeah like Mm -hmm. I just sort of know that she's feeling scared and worried and panicky Mm -hmm. because she's having Mm -hmm. all these thoughts right and mm-hmm. so that's, it's been a really great tool for us to be able to be like, okay, let's talk about what we should do about your monkey brain. And I've sort of taught her different ways to handle the thoughts. You know, we can try to talk ourselves out of the thoughts, which we don't, won't always work, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Or we can, mm-hmm. 
just take some deep breaths and try to like calm the nervous system, right? That's kind of reacting mm-hmm. to this anxiety. We do sometimes we'll identify five things you can hear and see and touch and just kind of try to bring her back present, right? To stop worrying about the what ifs, right? And the scariness in her brain. So these are some of the things that I've tried to teach her um, and tackle with her with her monkey brain. Am I on the right track here? I feel like I'm doing okay at this, um, but <laughs> yeah, the thing I'd say she's young. She's only five. I know this is her type one children have vast imaginations that they can get carried away into both in a positive light and in a turmoil, like you're explaining. But the thing I might try is to acknowledge how fabulous her imagination is mm. and how creative that is. So let's create what um, either some sense of protection or some sense of um, make it more playful, like a game to lighten it up, to not make it so serious. Like Mm. this is a serious thing and we have to learn these therapeutic tools. And Mm. it's like meet her with a sense of um, it's okay. And, you know, look, that's really creative of you. Yeah, that <laughs> monkey brain is giving you a right. lot of interesting yeah, thoughts. Yeah, let's use your brain for creating now. Uh, maybe there's some stuffed animals that are sort of, or can she create imaginary figures that are helping protect your household and mm-hmm. you know helping bringing in more safety and let's surround the house. If you have any spiritual orientation, um, angels fairies anything that type ones relate to say they're all here to protect us and so she's looking her thoughts are causing a heaviness yeah and she's not sure how to get out of them use her same the gift she has of a very um, imaginary mind that can jump very quickly to new thoughts we call it brain jumping for type ones. You'll find as they continue to develop their language skills in mid sentence, they'll change topics. Uh, then, okay, yes. now we're over here. So use what's employing what's causing stress to now create a lightness and a sense of safety. So you're still employing her her the way her brain works and the way she processes her world. Yes. Okay. I like that a add lot. So, add a little bit of that. Too. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not suggesting what you're doing. It's just. I'm con- the concern would be if it's making it too real, too serious. Mm, I, I see that five, for a five-year-old type one. Yeah, sometimes I forget she's five. And yeah, and a type <laughs> four child now that would work quite well. Yeah, here's how your brain works. You know, you could probably teach him about an um, overactive cingulate <laughs> in the frontal lobe. <laughs> right, there right, you go. right. Okay, that makes sense. I have to calm down my frontal lobe right now. Right, you know, right. They want their science and reasoning behind it. Where a type one just wants to feel better and feel happy. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I yeah. will implement some of that. Um, not so serious. Let's, I like the idea of let's create something that keeps you safe. Like uh-huh. uh, I can see her doing that really well. But I like the idea of like your, your, t- your strategies though are helping shift and calm down that part of the brain that's now just too. And again, if she's watching, if she's getting stimulated um, too much media before bed, no matter what kind it is, that gets that brain fired up. Stop shaming me, Carol. I'm just no, kidding. <laughs> you got a radio. You go, okay, there. I am firing up my child's brain. Now they got to go to bed, and I expect their brain to completely go into the um, alpha, theta, data, delta state. 
<laughs> yeah, but I also like five minutes without the chatter, Carol. Yeah, I understand. They are chattery <laughs> kids. They love to chit chat. Right, Carol. Well, I'm a big believer, especially in you, and as we navigate our current um, events of our time, that there's still creative ways. Type one and type three children need breaks from their parents. They need to get away from you as much as you need breaks from them. And so where is her social outlet with a relative or even a neighbor or where it, you feel comfortable that she can go spend some time? If there's not as much opportunity at five to be enrolled in any classes or doing extracurricular, there's still ways to set that up. So she's showing you at times too, I need to get away from you. Because you're just boring. Yes, that's... <laughs> You'll feel, I'm so tired of try, talking to you and playing games with you. <laughs> right? We would both benefit from that. Yeah, you would. Okay, you we're, would. we're talking with Carol Tuttle. She is the author of The Child Whisperer. This is a book you can go get that explains all of these uh, different energy types for children. So, Carol, when we you sort of touched on this. When we're talking about the pandemic and some of these anxieties that might be coming up for kids, are you having any experience with kids... Do you know how they might be reacting to this and how can yeah, parents we, help with this aspect? We, we, um, we run a um, Facebook group, the Child Whisper Facebook group. We ask that you have read the book before you get in the group because you just don't understand what everyone's talking about as well. But that's a really great space that parents have been able to, and it's mostly moms. There's about 7,000 members in that group and there's, we um, encourage them to reach out to each other and just, you know, there's definitely been a shock to all family systems. Children have experienced that. We're now moving in as the time that we're talking into the school scenario and education with all the variables there. And so, yes, this has been incredibly disruptive and everybody's had to deal with anxiety. So that's a given. And so um, each type of child will show it differently And we just have to do our best to, you know, do what we can to make the best of this situation. If it just means, you know what, you've got to, hopefully you have a place with a yard or you can go on a walk. Everybody can still go on walks. You know, we get out and go on walks. Right. That, that's very helpful. Um, And you just don't want your children taking, doing overs to, try and eliminate your stress. Children are notorious for that. They just want mom and dad to get along and be happy and pleasant and safe for them. And they'll start to enroll themselves in trying to correct the course of the family system. And you just never want to burden your children with that. I I have a prolific um, following of adults all healing from that. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) You know, yes. so I, well, took off, you know, I was five years old and uh, who knew I was uh, trying to suddenly the child becomes energetically in the role of the parent trying to take care of mom or dad. Mm. So that's just being aware of that. It's almost a daily practice in our current experience. And there's times that um, we need our own places to vent and kind of release in a safe place in civil ways so that we're, we are renewed and able to meet the demands. I mean, any mother knows that in a normal world, the demands are great and you add all this and it never, it didn't take away the others. It just added more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So as mom and dad stay balanced, children are more, they find their center point very quickly. 
Yeah, that's really important and hard to do when you're in the midst of sort of a traumatic event that's affecting everyone Mm -hmm. in different ways. Um, We're talking with Carol Tuttle again. She's the author of The Child Whisperer. Um, Carol, I want to get into, when we come back, how my child who's not getting any social interaction right now, (laughs) how worried do I need to be here? Um, I'd like to get into that a little bit when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside the Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I've loved this conversation today. We've been having with author Carol Tuttle. She wrote the book called The Child Whisperer. So you can imagine she can whisper to children. She can <laughs> she can get you to uh, understand your child's energy and level. I, I have a lot of ch- uh, children who are fans because of what I've helped their parents with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she teaches four different energy types, which basically um, helps you understand your child kind of from a broad overview so you can deal with some of their behaviors from the root cause more so than the actions that your child is showing you, which mm-hmm. I'm a huge believer in. So... Um, um, Carol, we've been talking some of, about some of the anxieties today about kids during the pandemic and how parents can help them and the different types of children that you teach about. I want to discuss now, um, you know, this pandemic is kind of uprooting everything for everyone. And one of those ways is, uh, you know, my my child is in a school district that's not going back. So she's not okay. getting any social interaction there. I'm also still really trying to stay as distant as possible from people just to do my part to slow the spread of this thing. Um, And I'm conflicted between what my child needs right now is the social interaction, right? And we've Mm -hmm. literally discussed my child in particular, who's a type one, who's energetic, fun loving, and Mm -hmm. she thrives off this social interaction, Mm -hmm. but then wanting to stay safe and stay distant. So Mm -hmm. what do I do here, Carol? Well, we've got, obviously, we've all, we're using it right now. Zoom's been a great asset. I mean, no, we knew about Zoom in our company, but the whole world knows about Zoom now. And again, I was chatting with my daughter, oldest daughter yesterday, and her type three son um, has been the most, he's had the both side effects from all this because it's removed him from being able to be on sports teams and get with friends and be that buddy and encourage his friends and do what he doesn't so well. Um, I said, well, why don't you have him, you know, through a Marco Polo channel or through, we have a family Marco Polo channel. So that's a great thing to set up. You can even set him up with friends. You know, she would have to use your phone in order to, but it creates conversation and interaction. Yeah. And, and are children getting this same social interaction? Like, I mean, it, it can't be the well, same. Well, they don't need as much as you think. That's okay. the thing. Okay. They need a few hits in the day. You know, they don't need massive amounts of social interaction, but they just need to know it's there. If anything, they just need to know it's still, that space is open and available. It's when it's completely removed, it it's, creates turmoil. And so... In her case, you know, what are, how can you use technology to connect her with family or cousins or a friend or two? I know my little granddaughter, who's a type three also, very social, she um, would Zoom chat with friends. They would have time together. Uh, my kids have set up game nights with each other and not gotten together physically, but gotten together through the internet and played games 
with their families. So the cousins are interacting and connecting. And so again, what is it you can do to use? It's about connecting, being able to talk, share, um, have some fun, you know, kids can play a lot of stuff over, you know, it's like they're sitting together. Yeah. Those are really good suggestions. I need to do more of that. I've done that a handful of times, but it's not on the regular. I mean, how much do kids need this every single day or are we talking once or twice a week? Two, three times a week and you just get, you have to schedule it. And then I would let her know the day before, like tomorrow, or she just knows certain days that that's, Type 1 children thrive with knowing there's something to look forward to. Mm, Okay. Just even setting it up and letting her know. Now you've kind of taken care of three days. Yeah, but you know she's going to ask me about it every single minute of every single day until it happens. Then you make the paper change or something. You give them some relevance to time. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Carol Tuttle, the author of The Child Whisperer. Carol, here's another thing that's impacted me with this virus. I feel like I'm anxious a lot, especially when I go out in public and I'm having a hard time kind of... You know, I don't want to treat people as lepers, right? But we're trying trying to stay distant, right? And and we've been told not to gather in, in big groups right now. And um, I just wonder how that's impacting my child. Is it going to make her, you know, scared of people? And and well, I, it depends how visible it is. And um, you're most likely a type three. You'll think when you go through it, you'll probably think you're a, th- a two. But you would be a three with a secondary two. So you're a softened quality of a type three nature. And so your energy is to move swiftly through the world, be able to have freedom, get out and about, go do your thing. You're feeling the confinement of that. You know, How did you just so- psychoanalyze me, Carol? <laughs> I can tell by the way you talk, the way you move. Your, our physical um, characteristics are very telling of who we are as well. And plus, I know you from other spaces. That's true. We play tennis okay. together. Yes. Yes. And you're competitive. It's, most of the women in the tennis world are type three. So okay. it's a big type three club. Right. But um, So you're just dealing with a lack of being able to do what you're used to doing, which then can make and in a way you need to tell yourself your monkey brain's kind of going off that you're a little bit too over worried because if we follow what we've been asked to do the reason they've shared guidelines is so that we're fine right right so figure you're fine ah that's you may have just cured all my anxiety right there carol (laughs) with that, that one statement carol tuttle the author of the child whisperer carol where can people find your book find you if they want more help with this well, go to thechildwhisper.com. Um, I, I have a podcast. It's, it's the mom's pod. It's a mom pod. It's every week we do a 15-minute podcast that teaches you a weekly practice based on the four types. So you can keep implementing this. Reading the book's a great foundation. Then you've got to learn the application of what you've learned in the book over and over and over. But guaranteed, your children give you a chance every day of your life to put this into practice and um, my books are on any um, online vendor, Amazon and you just wherever you buy your books. Yes. You find it. I love it. Carol Tuttle. Thank you so much for all your help today. And oh, thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll be back next week on the mom show.